Welcome to Between Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr, and with me I have Drew and Curtis. Hello, guys. Hello. What's up? Hey. Um, so we're still to keep an update on what's going on in the world. It's still the pandemic. Uh, the world's still on fire, and we're locked in our basement and uh, steering away from all the fire messiness. That's where we are right now in life. It is, uh, what, October? Or wow, October, August fifteenth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if it was October right now, it'd be ideal. We need a little bit more time to pass. Yeah, it just feels like it's twelve years. So, mm-hmm. I had that conversation the other day. It's like I was talking about kind of the end of the year and you know what I have planned, and it's August already. But at the same time, it feels like twelve years have gone by. Yep. Yeah. So, what's going on with everybody? Curtis, life. What's going on? Uh, life's wild. Trying to date in a pandemic, it's an interesting thing. And it's, I mean, I decided I just can't let this thing continue to beat me. Doesn't mean I can't be smart about it, but. Right. Gotta start getting my life back on track. And not continually just sitting at home, watching TV and doing nothing with myself. Right. Makes sense. I feel that. That's it. I mean, I'm looking forward to cutting down some trees. <laughs> yeah, I sent the estimate out, and I haven't heard back from them, so I may have to call them Monday and be like, yo, I emailed this. What's up? I get it's a pandemic. You probably have one person on their laptop in their home. looking at all their emails. <laughs> right, I get it. So, But I kind of want to know, especially if it's eight weeks out, like that's next year. No, that's October. Like I said, it's been 12 <laughs> years. <laughs> What's funny is that ever since that guy showed up here, I've been seeing that car everywhere. They do a lot of business. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's also it. Like, I know that they're booked out eight weeks, but... It's because they're cheap. It's $1,600 for three trees. Yeah. You're not going to beat that. No, you're not. I found them on Angie's List years ago, and they just dropped... Um, like two huge trees for that much. So, yeah, I guess, you know, thank me for your business, jerks. Because <laughs> I've had them out a couple of times. My parents have used them, and uh, our neighbors use them, and, like, yeah. So you're welcome, Ray's Tree Service. <laughs> jerks, sponsor me. I'm gonna, <laughs> when I email them again, I'm going to put a link to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Totally going to do it. <laughs> we just have Ray's emblem in the background when we get the camera up and running. <laughs> <laughs> the studio Not is even just, modest about it. No, the studio is just going to be like uh, NASCAR with all the logos on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pop-up banner. Pop-up banner. Hey, you used to make those. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that business. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not be sponsored by them. No. <laughs> Uh, good times. Drew, how's, how's, uh, life for you? Wild. There's too much stuff happening all at once. Yeah, we have an ongoing saga with you. You want to update us? Yeah, I mean, house purchase is still, uh, slowly moving. Like I, I think I said before, our close date is the 15th of September, and the lenders just are consistently asking me for the same documentation over and over again, and it's starting to piss me off we were talking about that earlier so that's fun and then on top of that i have a pregnant wife that's 
majorly emotional and a job that I'm trying to balance with all of this and then thinking about having this kid and how we're going to swing that all at once. So, and then three weddings that we're supposed to be attending and trying to figure out whether or not we're going to go and if we can be a part of it. So it's just kind of a roller coaster of nonsense. I feel so. I think the last time we recorded, you were talking about um, the list of things that you sent to the homeowner. All of that got resolved, right? Yeah. Um, so the sellers took care of basically everything that we asked them to. Um, they came back on one thing, which was electrical. And I can totally understand because it was going to be pretty expensive to do what I had asked them to do. But um, they actually came back to me Thursday again. And they were like, well, in the kitchen, we don't want to ground all of the outlets. There's two outlets that we want to change to GFCI. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, GFCI is still grounded. So that doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) Yes. And I talked to my dad about it. And then contacted my real estate agent, told them to say that the electrician needs to spell out exactly what his reasoning is for why he wants to do that. And they're like, well, we can't get that. And I'm like, why? Um, And I think I even have the text message here. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, so... Dead air. Love it's it. an older house. There isn't a ground in that area, so it would be pretty expensive to put one in. And since the GFCI essentially functions the same, they're wanting to go that route. So basically what they're saying is that they don't want to spend the money to change the receptacle boxes to metal because if they don't do that, then a three-prong can't be grounded without a three-wire yep. um, setup. So they're like, yeah, if we just do GFCI, then it's already grounded and you don't actually have to do a ground wire, which technically isn't true. But I was just like, you know what? Fine. Right. I'll take care of it myself. They just don't want to spend the extra money. I get it. I mean, stuff's expensive, especially electrical. Yep. But, you know. There's a lot of bad things going to happen with electricity. Yes. But so I don't I, know what you're talking about. <laughs> Definitely didn't have a house fire because of that. <laughs> but I told them, you know, I told them exactly why I said I wanted to know because the only reason why they would want to do two GFCI outlets technically is because the kitchen, if the kitchen is running on two separate circuits, that would make sense because you have to have a GFCI outlet on each circuit in the house and all the other. Um, outlets have to be grounded through the GFCI so that, you know, when you hit, hit the reset, it does it to all the outlets, right? But that's not, like, I was I said that, and they were like, no, that's not the reason. And I said, okay, you guys are stupid, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do this yourself anyway. I'm going gonna, gonna to do it myself, because... <laughs> and I, I did say, though, in our disclosures, I said, you have to hire a professional electrician to do this work. You cannot do this yourself. 
Right. So. <laughs> the the ongoing saga of this house. It's really not that bad. No, that's good. Good. It's just like. Doing you know. it in a pandemic and everything. <laughs> yeah, doing it in a pandemic. You know how American <laughs> culture is. We want instant gratification. I'm really tired of being in my apartment. Uh-huh, I just uh-huh. want to be in my house with my own yard and <clears throat> with more space mm-hmm. so that I don't have to work while my wife watches TV in the background and I have to listen to all that shit all day. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it's every problem that happens right now feels like it's just turned up to 12 because it's like, I have this problem. Oh, yeah, there's a global pandemic that might kill me if I talk to the wrong person. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Also, your wife's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> your wife is pregnant. You're trying to buy a house. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So that's, yep. Things are things are fine. It's just a lot. <laughs> that meme of the dog on fire, this is fine. Oh, man. We share that at work all the time. Like, <laughs> that was like, we wanted to post it everywhere yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. As I grind my teeth into dust. Life for me, <laughs> I laugh because uh, I've been going on these walks, and it's been great, and uh, I got done with one of my walks one day, and I just had this realization, like, I have it really good right now. <laughs> I go to work six to 12 hours a week. Uh, I don't, that's it, and I get paid full time, and I get to hide in the basement and not deal with anyone. Yeah. Like, life is so good for me right now. It's absurd. Like, uh, and, and then part of me is like, selfishly, I deserve this. <laughs> 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 like, 2019 was my dumpster fire. So, you know, I deserve, <laughs> I deserve this pandemic <laughs> where everyone's suffering. <laughs> and i get the rest and not deal with anyone oh so good uh but for real though like 2019 was a straight up dumpster fire for me being stressed out and all the changes that happened with me and and to just relax and have 2020 where i don't have to deal with anything not even work it's great it's perfect i can now finally deal with all the stuff that's been rolling around in my head and uh getting fat at the same time it's great yeah so i have been going on these walks uh three miles usually about every day which is no walk in the park even though it is (laughs) Uh. Uh, nothing to sniff out like three miles is quite a bit when you're walking when you're fat like me and so that's been nice my knee has been okay uh it's one of those things that just keeps reminding me hey hey stop doing this (laughs) please god please but it's fine and, uh, you know, I'm not limping or anything yet. I did start uh, one of my walks. It was, uh, I think, Thursday. Um, I decided to do, like, push-ups without any resistance, just my own body weight, and then squats without any resistance, and I'm still sore. sore. Yeah. So, you know. Damn. Yeah, I did 30 push-ups, so, like, 10 rest for, like, 30 seconds, 10 rest, 10, so I did 30. Yeah, I'm quite sore today. Oof. Not yesterday. Today. Cool. Late onset muscle soreness. I guess. You need more protein. I know. And that's the thing. Like, that's why I hate. (laughs) 
I hate how I like to work out, which is like powerlifting and short reps and high weight, but you just have to eat so much protein yep. to maintain that or else you're just sore. And uh, I don't want to go back to that lifestyle, but that's what I love to do, like the protein shakes and eating a ton of protein. And, uh, that's why I never lose weight when I do that powerlifting stuff because I'm just packing on more muscle and I'm eating so much. And it, uh, yeah. It's gross. Um, so I've been doing a lot of walking. I've been walking with a dear friend of mine that I haven't seen in a long time because of all the stuff that's been going on. So that's been really nice to catch up with them and what's going on in their life. And, you know, just being outside and melting, that's been nice for me. Uh, and a lot of these walks when I go by myself, I've just been dreaming about what's next for me. I, I plan on writing about it, but it's been a struggle to write because it's like <laughs> I mentioned on my walk yesterday with my friend. Like, I, I want to write, but, like, every other word is going to be the F word. <laughs> <laughs> and no one wants to read that. No. Every like, other word. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, like, angry at certain things. And it's just like, God, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> that can't be a blog. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been doing dreaming about what I want to do and how I want to expand this show. And then, like, looking at the back half of the year and it's with Drew and the house and the baby, he's probably going to be down for a while. And Curtis, you're just Curtis and go along with whatever I say, even though you have stuff going on. Because yeah. I work in a company that deals a lot with politics. Yes. This is a presidential election year. A really gross one. A really gross one. Um, I, to the best of my ability, have been cutting that out of <laughs> my life. Absolutely. As much as I can, but I'm forced to a little bit at work. But yeah, October is going to be a total shit show for me. I feel. I, I'll i probably be drinking a lot in October. <laughs> <laughs> Just accepted it. <laughs> Just accepted it. Um, I'll get better in November on that. There you go. Yeah. No drink November. Something like that. <laughs> Recovery November. <laughs> Rehab November. <laughs> uh, uh, work for me right now, I have it good, but like upper management starting to get a little hasty and crazy because uh so i work with like i heard the number the other day it's like 750 people um we're only allowed to have 75 people a day at our building and management's getting kind of weird and crazy about it because we're <laughs> you and you know they're being crazy about it because they keep telling us how good of a job we are doing and how they appreciate us. But could you do this? Please do this. We need more. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of double speak, like you're doing such a great job. You're so good, but please do more. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of crap. So that's happening and it's happening more frequently. So hopefully phase two doesn't happen until October, which is 50% of our population comes back because I don't know, look at all the schools that keep opening up and everyone getting infected. So, I mean, schools open up this week, I think. And our state, but other states have already. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, we've already been on an uptrend. There was a case in my office last week mm -hmm. and it's forced us to go from an AB schedule to an ABC schedule. Nice. Mm. We've had a scare uh, every month since we've been back, but they've been like, close the building down, no one shows up to work, deep clean, and then 24 hours later, they'll allow you know the 75 people to come back in. Hmm. 
So yeah, yeah we didn't do that. <laughs> we were all kind of pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we found out more than a week later that somebody was in the office and then like left sick. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Luckily, I wasn't in the office. Right. So like, I wasn't as upset about it, but they're, you know, everyone that was in the office was like, so this was happening and we did nothing about it and no one said anything about it. Cool. I could have been getting my friends and family sick right. and wouldn't have had any idea. Right. Jesus. The world's on fire. I was going to say something, completely forgot. Um, you be going on your walks, your dreams. Dreams. Well, it was about the government and how they're just... Oh, yeah, the government. It's crazy right now with everything that's going on. Um, so, But there's been no plans. This is part of the other problem. There's been no plans set in stone about what's going to happen in Phase 2. Yeah. So I don't know when we'll go back to Phase 2 or else, or we're, are we going to stay in Phase 1 until the end of the year because every time they open up something... Uh, we bunch have of people, more. Yeah, people get sick. Luckily, uh, both of... The, our city's major school districts have said, no, we're not going back. It's all virtual. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting uh, 2021 to figure out how we adjust to this new normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been dreaming about what I want to do with the podcast, making it a live show. That's probably honestly now going to happen next year just to make everything so simple. Uh, with Drew and his life going absolutely bonkers and you having a back, <laughs> watching your back half and me going, hey, I have nothing else to do, so <laughs> might as well build up the studio. <laughs> so that's probably going to happen next year. That'll be a good 2021 kind of start to episode whatever that is to have a live show and start doing that on Twitch. And I think it will be better to have a set schedule like we'll go live at one thirty or whatever. It is. Um, so, yeah, I'll we'll do minor upgrades so you don't hear that weird buzzing in the background that is now happening. Just setting up dead space in here. Yeah, we figured out what it was. We just didn't want to address it right now. Yeah. Partly because I'm still testing this equipment. We're 15 episodes in. Still learning. I'm still trying to figure things out. And then adding a camera and then having four other programs that I'm running to record the show. You know, it's all good. It's right. fun. This is This is the podcast... That you listen to when you want to start your own podcast. Because <laughs> you listen to a bunch of fools just sitting around trying to figure this stuff out. Right. Like, yeah. Don't do anything that we did. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I did it the right way. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. Well, a lot of these podcasts that are happening right now are just famous people getting bored. So they do their podcasts, but they have all the money to do all this stuff immediately. Yeah, to build ridiculous <laughs> studios. Yeah. yeah. So when you're talking about a middle class average Joe who has some sound equipment experience, but no like A V like visual aspect of it. Yeah. I'm just kind of making it up as I go. So be happy that the podcast sounds as good as it does. Or just don't listen. Yeah, it could be way worse. I've listened to way worse. I have too. And then turned it off because I just couldn't. Right? Like people that, I don't know, the weird echo in some of the podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. what microphone are you using? Are you using your phone to record this? Like, <sighs> it's either that or they're using um, like the built in microphone on their laptop or their MacBook. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. It happens. We experienced a lot. that in our meetings. Oh, yeah. 
and like it just like because you're talking at a hard surface you're creating an echo on yourself right and people keep complaining about echoes and it's like well there's literally nothing you can do about it yeah yeah unless you like get a usb mic and plug it into your Mm -hmm. laptop which i'll do i asked for one legitimately a while ago i was like can you guys get me a usb mic yeah nope nothing Mm. all right well yeah well how do you expect me to work from home then yeah you're just gonna have to listen to this echo feedback right (laughs) Uh, so there's that there's the podcast I've been dreaming about and expanding the show then there's a crap ton of money that I want to dump into my Mustang hopefully 2021 works out how I want it to probably not let's be honest but my goal for 2021 is so we're getting so far behind at work because there's only 75 people a day going to my work that needs to be 750 so we're getting really behind at work so they're going to offer a crap ton of overtime once we get going and full ops. I can make quite a bit of money doing quite a bit of overtime that I can just put into my car. And the whole point of that, and I've developed this pun, is use my Mustang as a Trojan horse. Get it? <laughs> to be like, hey, what? look at this cool car, and now I'm going to tell you about Jesus. So that's kind of the way I'm going to expand the podcast and the show is... To go on like a drag week or a race week or to go to these car shows and be like, hey, I actually know what I'm talking about and doing with this car. Yeah, it runs 11s and it's only a naturally aspirated build and it has this 11 to 1 compression and blah, 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 blah. Uh, because that's what car guys like to hear. So, and if I'm running, you know, 550 to 600 horsepower at the wheels, naturally aspirated, that gives you some clout. That's big numbers for naturally. good numbers for naturally aspirated. Right. <clears throat> so if I can get there, which is a crap ton of money, by the way, and I can use my car to bring people into Jesus, then, you know, hey, that's how I'm going to expand the show. Because right, right. what I've realized with this show, and I love the audience that we do have, like, it's, I've reached my maximum. Like, the people that know me know that I have a podcast yeah. are listening to it. So that's right. I it. talk about it. I know. I know. I know. That's fair. No, no, yeah, I wasn't trying to be defensive there. I was saying <laughs> I talk about it. People don't want to listen to me talk, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm running into with someone that I haven't seen in a while, like uh, Dan Benner, who is a loyal listener to the show. Shout out to Dan. Uh, we finally got on Discord one day, and he's like, so what's been going on with you? I haven't talked to you in a while. And I'm like, do you listen to podcasts? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And I'm like, well, you literally know everything about me. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you? <laughs> so if I, haven't, if I haven't seen you in a while, I'm very sorry, but everything you need to know is in the podcast. So then I become one of those weird guys and like, did I say that on the podcast? What did we have this conversation? Oh no, that was with somebody else. Did you listen to the show? Oh yeah, it's, yeah. So, and I'm trying not to bring up my podcast with people I haven't seen in a while. Like, so right, listen to the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm becoming one of those people. And so that's that's my life in a nutshell right now as I'm living the good life and sipping on my whiskey when I want to and you know not doing much. So I promise the show 2021 will hopefully go live and we'll have a camera and it'll be nice. And I'm just saying I had big plans for 2020, but like... Me too. None of it panned out. No. So... I wanted to go to more car shows to start that because even now, like, Sally's a beautiful car. She is 400 right now, 400 horsepower at the wheels. That's respectable. It's not like, you know, big thing. Yeah. Um, you can buy a car with 400 horsepower. Not at the wheels, but yes. Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Semantics. Yeah, semantics. Uh, 
so yeah, that's kind of my life right now. Uh, but I've been trying to live in the now, like having good moments, enjoy the moments, relaxing, uh, and trying to be as safe as possible and try to be, you know, still a normal person. Um, one of my walks with one of my friends, they said something very interesting to me about the church that we all love to hate. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, the church that will remain nameless, <laughs> but I found out their fall, uh, series. Guess what it is? I already know what it is. Curtis, guess what it is? Just take a wild guess. Bouncing back. No. Politics. Worse. Oh. <laughs> uh, so the lead pastor had a book, right? He wrote a oh. first book. Uh, he had a book signing at the church, which apparently he didn't want to have, but did anyway, which doesn't make any sense to me. He wrote a second book. Yeah, he could have just put his foot down and said, no, I'm not going to sign these books. Right. He wrote a second book. That's what the fall series is about. Not the Bible. No, not not the book that, you know, as a pastor, as a leader of a church, mm. you're supposed to, I don't know, read and interpretate and kind of have lessons from. No, it, it's a second book. Yeah. I mean, kudos on the first one, like, not letting your ego get out of hand, not wanting to do a book signing. But I, I feel like that was... Uh, no, I don't want to do... Okay. Yeah. Right? Right. It's all good that you... It's cool. You're not turning into Joel Osteen or anything like that. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. There's no I mean, similarities I didn't, there. I don't know, like, Joel Osteen's whole story, but you're probably right. Yeah. Probably started somewhere like right that. Yeah. Well, Joel Osteen isn't... Joel Olstein's more of a self-help person than he is actually a pastor. Like, all of his books are about self-help. Yeah. Which is great. But it's not like in Jesus. It can be, but it's not. So, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> there it goes. Normal Drew noises. <laughs> Normal Drew noises <laughs> right there. Shit. Uh, that I'm leaving in the podcast. Yeah. Um, and, and that... <laughs> that whole thing just frustrates me completely because it's like how how it's just a cult now, like it's just it's a cult, right? That that's a cult. Am I wrong? No. You're Any not pushback? Wrong. You're not wrong. Nope, not going to push back on that at all. All right. So, like, I'm not obviously attending at all. No. As soon as I find out, <laughs> if I was an attendee. As soon as I found out the next 12 weeks, we're just going to be talking about this book. I got better things to do. <laughs> I'll read it on my own time, maybe. If someone gives it to me, yeah. maybe. I'm yeah, not I'm not it. buying it. <laughs> uh, uh, the worst part is I have so many family members involved in that fucking travesty of a place. Yeah, and I was having a conversation with them. Uh, same. Yeah. I was having a conversation <laughs> with somebody who wants to be like be a part of that church. And I said something very cynical of me, like that church just needs to be like burned down. Like it needs to be kaput. It needs to end because you can't like, the, you, you can't heal that cancer. And they gave me a quip like, well, there's radiation treatment. You totally can't cure. No, this is like stage four terminal cancer that is 
doomed. Like yep. you, once you get to the book. Yeah. Like there's so much going wrong with that church that you can't fix it from within anymore. Yeah. You can't. And in fact, it'll actually probably infect you and you'll become worse well, that's, because of that. That's already happening. Exactly. Yeah. So until that leadership realizes that they've gone astray or leaves, uh, that church is just going to keep being gross and awful. And it's so sad because it's one of the bigger churches around here that so many people talk about and they like and blah, blah, blah. And it becomes like this power trippy cult-like entity where we have to defend our actions now because now we have to rationalize our wrongs in the name of Christianity. Yeah. To the point where even there's stories out there like, I can't say certain things because I'm attending this church. I can't say certain things that are wrong with me or going on with me because they're going to kick me out. That's not a church anymore. Nope. That, that, that isn't. Even if you have people in leadership that are having problems, hello, we're flawed people. Mm-hmm. Name one person in the Bible that wasn't screwed up other than Jesus. And they still taught and led people. And we're pretty good at it. That's what I don't even understand about like the politics of church as an organization have become so bad. Right, and it's it's all about protecting the organization. It's not about protecting your congregation. It's about protecting the organization, and it it just has become so apparent within the last like five years. You know, people consistently. I mean, being, are we talking about this church or church in general? Church and this church. Well, you know? church in general, like the Catholics have been running into it for a well, long time. You know, well, the Catholics. You know how I feel about Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, I can get into that a little bit, but like. It's been a problem for 2,000 years. This is nothing new. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm saying, like, I'm seeing it affect people directly around me more often than I right. have in my entire life. So, you know, it's just... I, I, I don't even know what to think anymore. Like, you know, people wonder why I don't attend church, right? You know, they know I'm a Christian. You know, I have these, I don't even know how to say this, but like, it's just, it's obvious that I'm a Christian. There's certain things that I do and say that are different than other people, and that's fine. Um, But, you know, I don't go to church anymore, and, you know, even my mother-in-law is always like, I'm not always, but has definitely said before, you know, that I'm not a spiritual leader to my wife. And it's like, I don't have to go to church to be a spiritual leader to anybody. That's the beauty of being a Christian is that, like, the sin of man doesn't affect whether or not I'm helping lead someone in the right direction. Like, God's going to make it so. He's going to make it so. You know, if he wills it, that's what's going to happen. And uh, I don't need some shitty congregation of (laughs) hipsters (laughs) <laughs> to help me lead my wife in the right direction. I get it. So. I get it. I, I don't know. Oh, I totally get it. Like, I I was thinking back, just thinking about my life and all the stuff that I've gone through. It's like, I've been in ministry since I was 16 years old. And I'm not talking like just attending right. when I say that. I'm talking like I was on youth staff like 16, 17 years old. That's how long I've been doing this. I'm 35 now. Do the math. How many years is that? Like That's two, over half your life. Yeah. 
over half of my life. That's what, 15 years? Almost 20 years <laughs> that I've been doing this? Yeah. And I, just on my walks, I've had this epiphany of I'm, I'm, I'm never going back to doing ministry ever again like that. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a youth pastor anymore. I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore because there's so many flaws and there's so much wrongness in this. And even the way that people interpret the Bible now has become a political statement or uh, to fulfill agenda. And that's been going on for hundreds of years. If you don't believe me, read uh, how the Bible was written where it's become more of a political and an agenda thing written by men who want to hold down women. But that's a whole other subject that we can get into later. Or even in the 18th or in the 19th century with the slave plantation owners who are interpreting the Bible saying that's why we need slavery because the Bible says it. Huh, what? No, that's not what the Bible says at all. All these crazy stuff and everything has to have an agenda. Even if you go way back to when they started translating the Bible, it's based on their beliefs and how they see something and that's how they interpret it. That's why you have John Calvin and why you have... Calvinism is because how they interpreted the Bible to make it slant more that way or Arminian or how he interpreted it and slanted it that way. And it becomes this thing where no one actually reads the Bible anymore, but they listen to some charismatic asshole who wants you to come to their book signing and you take their word for it. That's the whole problem I have with church in a nutshell. When you have a forty-foot uh, digital message board outside your church that says "Pray for Trump," you have a political agenda. <laughs> yep, you can pray for your leadership. Leadership. You don't have to t- say anyone's name, <laughs> right? Uh, you reminded me of something that I wanted to bring up on the show when you said that. I've been seeing these articles. And I'm sure all of you have on Facebook or Reddit or whatever about these churches defying, defying the government and saying, we're still going to have our services and damn the government. Right? You've heard this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Of course. Uh, Titus 3.1. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. Read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Like, it's not a government conspiracy. Hey, you can still have church, but not be in a church building. It's called, I don't know, technology. Like, well, no, hey, we're, but- we're in such a weird like, generational, generational stand because, I mean, you know, kids now will have always grown up with technology. Right. We're of an age group that we did not have technology yeah. when we were young, but, like, it exploded under the scene when we, like teenagers and so we've adapted pretty well so like our generation like we could very easily move to this whole working from home thing but like with my company everybody up in the senior leadership i mean they're good with technology don't get me wrong but they just don't see what the potential is for it and how we can adapt to this and not actually put anyone at risk Here's something for all you boomers out there. If any of you boomers listen to this podcast. Boomers don't know what podcasts are. Some of them do. But or any any people out there who just can't grasp the situation in the world right now. Um my father is I believe he's fifty eight years old now. Something like that. 
He's worked for Hewlett Packard for like 30 years. Sponsor us. This dude <laughs> has been working out of the office from home since I was in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 years old. Yeah, if he's, been grade, able, if he's been able to adequately do his job for... And he's in t- telecommunications, which is all about communicating. Oh, yeah. I'm in telecommunications. Yeah. And yet somehow we can't, like, yeah. get this whole, like, telecommunications and still work. Yeah. Like... HP has been doing... Like, they shut down their offices in the uh, early 2000s. A lot of offices around the globe and went to remote work because it just makes more sense. If you can't fucking adapt to that shit now in 2020, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what to tell you. That's good information. I want to actually look for some case studies about HP in the early 2000s. So we'll hook up on some details about that later. Yeah. I'm going to start like sending that out to you should my senior management. So it just gets passed up and up and up. You should. And and I I oh, <laughs> let's back up a little bit. <clears throat> I totally get it. You're seven years old. You've never experienced a computer. I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Here's the thing, though, when we're talking about churches, be the church. If I'm a young twenty something, thirty something, and I ha- I know the technology, know how to work Zoom. Guess what I could do for my elderly people? Yeah, show them, teach them, show them, do it for them. Yeah. Right? Take care of your elders. Or I don't know if you're a church and you're like, well, I don't know what to do, but we have a good budget. I don't know. Buy a Chromebook for people. Yeah. They're a hundred bucks for a yeah. laptop. Instead of taking that movie so that you can publish your book, <laughs> take care of your fucking congregation, you dumb piece of shit. Right? Like, why is it such a struggle for these churches to be like, Hey, we want to protect you. Here's a free laptop for you to come to our services. Why is that such a like a big deal? Like, why are we making it a big deal? Like, you're the church. You're supposed to like this is what you're supposed to do. Like, but it's become like this defiant thing against the government. Which, by the way, isn't even really the government saying it. It is the CDC who is uh, I don't know trying to protect you from dying. Hey, but the CDC is controlled by the Democrats. Which isn't even, like, logical. It's run by scientists and medical geniuses. Yeah, the people who've done (laughs) years of research and know how to look at these things. They're going, oh, shit, something's going on. It's going to kill everyone. Stop doing this. And they're like, ugh. What's funny about the whole conversation about the CDC, right, is that even, and we talked about this before, but health professionals that I know are talking about how you can't trust the CDC because their recommendation to protect yourself from COVID-19 changes on a day-to-day basis. It's like, what do you think fucking science is? Right. As soon as you get new information, you change. You change. I mean, let's talk about the medical profession for a minute or two. A hundred years ago, it was okay to do cocaine to relieve your symptoms. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, smoking (laughs) was was good for you. Smoking was fine in the 50s. Like, <laughs> bloodletting was still a thing. Like, hey, you're bleeding to death. Let's release more of your blood. Now will be okay. <laughs> Medicine fucking changes. Like, I just don't understand how you, you can be a medical professional and be so dumb to think that because the CDC is changing their tune about stuff, this is somehow a government conspiracy. 
Right. And that we can't trust him. Yeah. I can understand where, like, you may at some point be working on old information and you haven't gotten the latest update from the CDC. That's fine. Here's the latest update. Right. Let's do this. Like I mentioned that yesterday to you, Drew, I have got into the debate about uh, on Twitter yeah. with the mask thing. And uh, one of the comments was something about how Dr. Fauci, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, said in March, like, don't wear a mask because you're just bringing the disease closer to your face because you constantly have to touch your face to adjust your mask. And he did a recent interview in August saying, yeah, I don't regret saying that because at the time, at the time in March, several months ago, that was the correct thing to say. What we knew on the disease and what was going on, that's what we knew was correct. Now we're realizing people are getting this thing that have no symptoms. Yeah. A walking time bomb that could be next to you that kills you, but they're fine. So, yes, I suggest wearing a mask now. Like, yeah. that's called medical advancement. Yeah. That is, <laughs> like, uh, we're just getting more information but about I mean, this. I guess, like, with that, is it really shocking that people believe the earth is flat? Right. No, it's not. You know, like seeing how that everyone is responding to this, like, and the fact that like the fact that they believe the earth is flat is not the most shocking thing to me. You know, I, it's not that I'm shocked by people's behaviors and responses to stuff like this anymore. It's just like seeing intelligent people, like friends and family members responding the way they are. I'm yeah. like people that like what you want to believe are, you know, as yeah. smart as you are at least, but just, but then it like makes me second guess myself sometimes too. I'm like, am I, am I an idiot? <laughs> am, like, I dumb one here? am I the, am I dumb, the dumb outlier? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't know anything anymore. It just is what it seems like, you know? Right. And it's okay. Like, I'm totally on board with second-guessing anything and everything the media tells you, right? Sure. Or question everything, right? Yeah. But when when you're questioning things just to question them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, frequently I will say people will just say, well, CNN said that, so it must be fake, right? You know, or Fox News said this, so it must be fake. It's like... No, I don't think that's the case. You need to look at what they've said and then compare it to other sources and come up with your own conclusion about what's being told to you, right? Right. Um, I don't know. Recently, also, Fox News has actually started to report the news. <laughs> yeah, right? And that was that's shocking bizarre. to me. Yeah, that was totally crazy to me. It was like, you guys are actually talking about news you know it's so weird in an objective manner yeah it they totally used to be (laughs) like honestly before obama came around they weren't that bad no (laughs) and then all of a sudden they just exploded into this nonsense far right media outlet and it's like what are you guys doing i mean that happens with a lot of media outlets though like Everything was fine when Obama, as far as the Democrats go and the leftist media, everything was fine when Obama was president. Now that Trump, everyone's going ballistic yeah. on that side of the media, and it's like, cool. Like, Yeah, and there's two sides to every coin Oh yeah, you know, right. with everything. Like, I'm not saying Trump is a good president by any stretch of the means, but kind of like, is everything that he does, like, satanic and evil and 
No, yeah, bad. and I like I, you know, I see that coming out of like the leftist news media, and I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Like he's a terrible person, but I don't think he's a Satanist. Like, is he right. literally going to come to your house and stab you to death? No. Like, do you really believe that? No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, he'd he, rather go play golf. Right. right. And that's kind of the problem that he is as president. Well, you know, and the whole my thing and I'm trying to look at this because, you know, I I lean right. I do. I can admit that. But I try to look at this and how I responded to when Obama was in the White House. I never felt the way that people feel about Trump, about Obama. Like, I never felt that way. Now, don't get me wrong. Trump is a bad person. Obama is not. Right. You know, Trump is polarizing. Obama was not. He was just a black guy. Like, that was the only thing that was different. Well, that's... the most controversial thing. Yeah. Right. Which was a huge problem for a certain group of people. (laughs) A certain group of people that we don't need to talk about. (laughs) No. But I think about it, and I'm like... The the division, Trump has perpetuated a lot of division in this country, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Hands down, right? But it's up to the it's up to the people of the country to respond. You know, it, we're responding the way he wants you to respond by being psycho <laughs> and crazy, mm-hmm. and like t- turning him into this antichrist type figure and it's just like he's just a fucking like or- know, dummy orange guy <laughs> i know that i was like that for a while where i was like right. if you voted trump i don't really care to be friends with you but yeah i've come around and i'm you know starting to have more conversations with people who do or did support trump yeah however that may fall right now and just having the conversations it's like, growth you know yeah connecting the lines be like what can we agree on and we yeah. we typically wind up agreeing on a lot shockingly enough yeah just not who we cast a single ballot for right yeah let me be real honest right here uh this election is a straight up dumpster fire and i do not want either person in the white house not me either neither one of them i, I can be that political and say that def- like definitely like i don't want either Yep. I don't want crazy Joe who is losing his mind to dementia running our country, nor do I want Trump and his grossness running the country right now. Yeah, like, his ego, yeah. Yeah, like... Mm. Here, here's the thing about <laughs> the elections, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't matter what anyone tells you, your vote matters. Yeah. So vote who you want to vote for. And not on a political basis or a political party line. Yep. Stop telling... Stop letting people tell you you have to vote for Biden to get Trump out of office. Stop telling people that you have to keep Trump in office to keep the Democrats out of office. Like, Let's forget about parties. Think for your fucking self for once in your life. And don't let people tell you that you have to vote for the within the two-party system. Stop believing in that. Right. Vote for who you want to vote for. Vote for who you want to see in there. And if you legitimately want to see Trump in there, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's your prerogative. <laughs> if you legitimately want to see Biden in there, I don't know what's wrong with you, but do what you want. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, uh, being the history major that I am and studying early American history and whatnot, 
it is better when one party doesn't have complete control. Yeah. Historically speaking, it is better for the country when Congress is yelling at each other because they disagree. That's better for our country because it usually ends up being somewhere in the middle yeah. instead of an extreme side. So if we're right now, our Senate is red and our president is red and we go all blue, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say the same thing. If we were blue, all blue and went all red, that's a bla- bad thing as well. Yeah, like, that's too much readjustment <laughs> in the other direction. Right. Yeah. The pendulum is going to swing and it's going to end up hurting the country even more. Because you need the debate, you need the arguments, you need the extreme point of views to get to a healthy middle ground, not having one side win over the other. Yeah. Like, even the stuff that's going on right now with the Senate and the House yelling at each other, it just... And people were complaining, like, oh, nothing's getting done, nothing's getting done. And it's like, my, yeah, because we're actually fucking discussing. Yes. We're figuring it out. Yes. We're coming up with the... Instant gratification does not mean good. Right? And people are <laughs> like, well, I don't have a job and I need that $1,200. And they're like, yes, I understand that. But to what degree do you want to just pass this thing yeah. to get your money that could destroy our lives six months from now? Mm-hmm. Also, be on- <laughs> like, let's be honest here. You know, my deepest condolences for people who've lost their jobs. There's jobs out there. Go find one. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's yeah. jobs out there. You're not wrong. I see like hire, now hiring signs. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Sometimes there's a season of your life when you have to do a shit fucking job. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice about <laughs> things. I won't be. I know you won't. <laughs> uh, and that's why I love you on the show. Um, because I get people's situations and I get you know where they are in life. But if your solution to the problem is. I just want to stay home and get free money from the government. That's the problem. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying like, I don't know, do your passions, do what you like. It's not all about having a job, but at the same time, like if you want a certain lifestyle, if you want a certain uh, way of living, you're going to have to work for it. You can't just get free money from the government. Yep. Like I, I get that you want, to play instruments and play in bars, but that's just not possible. But hey, I know a gas station down the road that's been having a four hiring sign for eleven, twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, it's a shit job. Would I want to do it? No. But if I can put food on my table, you gotta hmm. do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Right? And it's all about your your way of living and what you want to be. Like people yeah. think like the, I, I'm seeing a whole lot of stuff on Reddit about the American dream and millennials and how they can't have, afford things. I'm like I'm a middle class dude. I'm 35 years old. I have a house and two cars. What's your problem? Yeah. I I don't I don't get it. Like why? <laughs> you you have to get free money to be successful in this country? Like, yeah. Did I kind of look out and have a, be married and then she didn't want the house? Absolutely. But I could also live here by myself without a problem. Yeah. Granted, my way of living would drastically reduce. I wouldn't be able to eat steak anymore. I'd be eating ramen noodles and baked beans all the time. Right, but, but if it's that's living. What, but it's living, right? <laughs> if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. Like, I, I just, I don't understand. Well, we've, we've like established this way of life here in the United States that like, for some reason, because we're Americans, we're entitled to better living than other people and we don't have to work for it. 
I, I feel like it kind of started with my generation and it's just continuously getting worse. Right. Um, I was talking to my dad um, not too long ago about this kind of stuff. And because I've been getting a little bit afraid about the house, you know, saying, I don't know if I can afford this because mm-hmm. my wife's not working. I don't make a ton of money, but I make, you know, a pretty good salary. Um, but, you know, he came back to me and he said, when I was your age and your mom and I first bought, you know, our first house, he's like, I was making 15 grand a year mm-hmm. before taxes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was that was in the, the late 80s. But still, that was like not very much money mm-hmm. at all. Um, he's like, I I figured it out. You know, we took care of it. We're still not in debt. And don't get me wrong, he's he probably had way more opportunity than a lot of people to become successful to get to where he is. But he still had to work his ass off. Right. He when he when he and my mom first got married, he lived in my grandparents' basement and he managed a fucking Sears, <laughs> like. Yeah. A, a department of a Sears. Right. And he hated it. But he went to school for IT. He paid his way through it. And now he's a fucking CTO of a major worldwide corporation. Right. And it's like, you can do it. You can do it. Right. I That fucking picture of the woman with the bandana around her head, flexing her arm. You can do it. It's real. It's real. You just have to, it, you know, the journey's not easy. Right. That's what, like, it's the instant gratification thing, I think, in this country that we've developed. Like, it, it definitely is a thing here. It's natural to the United States. Yeah. Um, it, that's kind of hard to say because we don't know what it's like outside, but I get where you're coming from. As it's just, my my global <laughs> awareness, That's I think that's a natural thing here in the United States. I don't know, obviously. Um, but you know, I, I don't even know where that comes from either, you know, and I'm, I'm a victim of it, not a victim, but I, I'm a, I'm an issue where I want instant gratification. I was just talking about how I want to be in my house right now. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, we've just developed this weird mindset in this country about the way things should be. And it's like, if you want things to be a certain way, make it so. Right. Stop waiting for someone else yeah. to do it for you. Like, just do it. Yeah. I I, I don't get it. Like, <clears throat> I, I remember when I was a pastor making $800 a month. Yeah. And she was making the majority of the money and we got by. Yeah. We were making less combined. We were making like a 40 grand. Maybe. And we're still living on our own. I don't know why it's a big deal now that we can't. I, I don't I don't get it. Like I, I was making peanuts. I was making like hardly gas money, really. And we made it. And even when I lost my job and when now we're living on one income, we decided to move states. We lived with a couple and we could never really get going because I couldn't find a job because it was the height of the recession. And here I had this biblical degree that doesn't mean anything to anyone other than the church. Yeah. We still made it through. Yeah. We had to live with my grandma for a while. I went back to school and we just, we made it happen. Like, I don't understand this mentality of, well, I graduated college, so I need to have a hundred K a year job. It's like, 
No. Like that that's not the real world. Yeah, that's not how that really works. No. And it's not the boomer's fault in some way kind of it is, but it, you can still make it in this country like with I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's so mind-boggling that these people just want free money from the government and I I get that you lost your job because of unforeseen events, but at the same time there you could figure this out. You're also not the only person. Right. And, like, that's where I get bent out of shape. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm selfish as hell. <laughs> right. Totally am. And I want to take care of my family above anybody else in the world. Right. Totally get it. But <laughs> when, you're, when your issues start to affect the rest of the world, it's like, yeah, maybe your issues aren't so uh, big anymore. Right. 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 And here I am talking about how great my life is. And, well, yeah. yeah you know, I, I get it. I get that people are suffering and hurting, but at the same time, like, do something about it. Like, you, you have to sometimes bring yourself out of the pit. Yeah. No one else can do it for you. Yeah. Like, you have to work and do it yourself. Yeah. Figure it out. I'm sure there's a bunch of jobs that are now trying to... If you're a young millennial, I'm sure there's a bunch of jobs that are out there that need someone that has a... I'm just a small amount of level of knowing how to use technology right now, especially yeah. with an older workforce. I'm sure there's something there. Like, you know how to use a laptop? All right, could you teach our workforce how to use a laptop? Like, that yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I'm trying to figure out solutions that we probably don't even know the questions to. I think that's pretty much it. I think it is a lot of stubbornness on people's part of... Like, well, I went to college. I have this degree. I want to make sure I'm using my degree. And I was like... Your degree is in medieval literature. What do you want to... Like? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like... What What did you really expect like, when you got that why, why? If your degree is in medieval literature, why are you in the United States? <laughs> that too. Like, like <laughs> just because you have a college degree, like, doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you want for something like philosophy. Or a religion degree like I did. Like, yeah. It means nothing. <laughs> my my dad got his first degree in uh, sound design and engineering. He, he doesn't do that to make money. He uses those skills to help the, his church out. You know, he doesn't make money off that. Yeah. I mean, I use my religion degree to have a middling podcast that I broadcast to people. Right. So that's that. I use my degree, but I got a very general basic business degree. Yeah, that's why I went for my MBA <laughs> to do that. So I could actually make money to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Hey. I use my degree, but I'm lucky enough to be in a field where it's it's yeah. needed. And you have a job. Yeah. But again, right now, if you didn't have that job, you'd probably be bagging groceries or something. I would be doing something. You'd been doing something. Yep. Freelancing or graphic design. Like, yeah. You know, you'd probably make more money doing that, honestly. Uh, you'd be surprised how hard that is. Yeah, because you have the Karens out there who'd be like, can you do this for free? I'm an influencer. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's all about getting a contract and then getting those people to sign that contract and getting those people to actually abide by the rules of the contract. Well, Most people don't. Once you have a signed contract, yeah. there's courts. Yeah. Yeah, but what if you're freelancing, you can't afford courts. Yeah. That's why you have a that's why you have a, a termination fee. So you mm. say, Give me two hundred and fifty dollars now so I can fire you. 
I'll recommend you to another designer <laughs> who will experience the same shit. Yeah. True that. Um, so, yeah, the world's on fire. Everything's melting down. We're trying to figure it out as we go. Uh, the main topic of today, <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about a lot in the different places. Yeah. Uh, is kind of the how. Like, and we kind of bit on this a little bit. What keeps you from being a part of the church? We kind of talked about that a little bit already, but dive into that some more. Yeah. Mine's pretty quick and dirty. I mean, um, the politics is just uh, ingrained itself too deeply into the church as an organization. Um, you know, the world is different than it was five years ago, six years ago when I was attending church. Um, but I don't, I don't need every single service that I go to, to be about how as a white person, I'm not doing enough for the black community. You know, um, it's, uh, it's something that I hear every day in society. I don't think I need the same lectures from my, my church. I told my wife that and she didn't really understand it, but, um, it's, it's a real thing. And I think uh, I would rather act upon those lessons from the church than have the church consistently just scream at me that I'm not doing enough. And beyond all that, (sighs) book signing, (laughs) like, (laughs) kind of just is an all-encompassing thing about what church cares about right now, which is money. Yep. Yep. So when I walk into a church that has 300 members and not a single person notices that I'm new, Mm. they don't say anything to me, that's another thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, People just don't care. No. About others. And it's really abundant within church communities unless you've already been a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. It. I don't want to have to work hard to be a member of a congregation of church. I don't want to have to be forced into volunteering in some way to be a member of your church. I don't want to be shunned because I made a mistake in my life at one point. Like, the church isn't even the church anymore. They don't even know how to be what God intended it to be. Right. And, uh... It's horseshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's become this thing in churches, like, we're going to say this thing that you need to do on this platform, uh, but you do it. We're not going to do it. You do it. That's my big problem and why I can't be a part of a church. It's just, I feel like it's too many fake people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that everybody at a church is fake. I'm sure, you know, a fair amount of them are authentic. But anytime I hear, you know, do this, but I'm not going to. Right. Like, that's what bugs me. And it's not a level of, you know, people being flawed. Like, I know that leadership can be flawed. And when they can acknowledge it, that's when I can what I can appreciate. But no one's willing to acknowledge their shortcomings, yeah. especially when it happens. For sure. And then shunning when you do. Exactly. Right. Like, one of the things that pisses me off the most is... Um, Oh, I just lost it. <laughs> I'm so mad about I'm it. I'm so <laughs> mad about it that I can't even think about it. <laughs> uh, that's just the way I feel about it. Like, um, 
the elitism, the cult-like following, like we're perfect, but we're not. And if you have a flaw, you're shunned. And the whole building your congregation off of a volunteer base and then there's people getting paid to do that job, but we're going to have volunteers do it because it's better or because we don't want to spend the money on these certain things, but then we'll spend our money on weird things to make it look like we're doing a great job. And all this bullshit that just gets piled upon churches that we've lost the meaning of everything. Like just because you're a charismatic leader doesn't mean there's someone in your congregation that can't do it better. Right. <laughs> like I, one of the things that, makes me angry and this is going to sound braggadocious of me and arrogant of me but like i talked about at the beginning of the show like i've been doing this for almost 20 years and just because i wasn't paid to do it or not on a staff so to speak that doesn't mean i don't have any less credibility than you right right you can have someone who is a woodworker unprofessionally They've been doing it for 40 years just because they haven't done it like they haven't been paid to do it doesn't mean they're not knowledgeable about it. Right. You know, like I've never been paid to be a musician, but I know a lot about music and the industry and how that kind of stuff works. You know, just because I've never been paid to do it doesn't mean I don't know shit, you know? Right. I can put that in terms of PC building when you go to like right. micro center. And oh, there's yeah. the nerds in the back that like try to tell you how to do it. And they're like, no, I know more than it's you. literally Ron Swanson. <laughs> it's literally Ron Swanson. When he goes to Home Depot. Home Depot. <laughs> and uh, may I help you, sir? I know more than you. <laughs> it's for real. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And I don't want to be arrogant about that. But when you don't even give me a chance because I'm not a paid staff member. There's a flaw there. There's something wrong about that. There needs to be leadership within your congregation. Right. You can't just have one person that rules overall and like that everyone only looks up to. Right. There has to be other people. That person has to look up to somebody. Right. Somebody has to keep that person in check. Right. Right. It's become a cult. It, it, the church has become a cult. It really has, and it's so sad and so disappointing. And that's why I don't really want to be a part of it anymore. Like, different people have different experiences and different gifts. Like, why aren't we using that? Why aren't we doing anything about it? Yeah. And and why, oh, why, can I go to a big fancy mega church and a big fancy youth group and be a volunteer and not get paid to do what I'm doing? And I have students that don't know who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. That's a huge issue. And if I want to put on my tinfoil hat here and, and come up with this, some conspiracy, like teach it, churches aren't teaching the Holy Spirit because if you teach people how the Holy Spirit, that gives them power, like literally, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah, and then they'll turn away from your church because they realize the all the wrong. Not only that, but... If you, when you give the Holy Spirit to people and you empower people, now all of a sudden they're going to grow and you're not going to have a job, which is your, the whole point of doing ministry. Yeah. Like if you're in ministry and you're not giving everything that you are up to somebody else, you're doing it wrong. 
this is where I feel like it's so easy to say legitimately like what the Bible says that, you know, isn't it, you know, the love of money is the root of all the evil. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it specifically says the love of, but like when, when money is your ministry, yeah, it just seems difficult to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like as a, as a spiritual leader, you want a congregation that wants to support you financially. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's kind of a necessity. Mm-hmm. But when it turns into profit off mm. of your congregation yep. and your community, then it's like, mm, I don't think you're doing that right. Right. Um, and it's hard to say that I wouldn't do the same shit. That, that legitimately is a fear of mine. Yeah. Say we do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> we do this live show and we start getting subscriptions on Twitch or donations and stuff. I mean, a lot of that money in the beginning is going to go making the studio better, right? getting better cameras, maybe even buying a program so we can have multi-cameras and stuff like that. But after that, what do I do with that money? Do I start paying you guys? Do I start... And then it becomes that weird dichotomy. Food? Food? Yeah, well, supporting the food for the show. Like, it, it's a legitimate fear of mine. Like, if we do get some kind of audience, yeah. am I going to turn into the cult leader? I hopefully <laughs> people who keep me accountable, but it's a legitimate fear of mine. I'll yeah, do you my don't best. you don't want to create a counter cult. You know what I'm saying? Right against the church, and then become what you were. Yeah, the counter to the yeah counter to. the Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Right. I under I totally understand that fear. Um, I think the difference is, um, where your heart's at, because you can have tons of money pouring in. That doesn't necessarily constitute a bad thing, right? Right. You know, the nameless church, they have tons of money pouring in because their congregation is so huge, right? Right. How are they using it? Right. That's the issue, right? Because I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But I have tons of assumptions about like any fundraisers that they do or like this gift giving thing that they do during Christmas time. It's like, I don't think the money that you spent on this equals to the money that you were given. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just is fishy. And that's where I think it is, is because when you get to a point where you're making so much money, it's like, Oh, I think it's okay for me to keep it to myself. Right. When is it, and when is it not? It's true. So, it's a moral dilemma. Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking like big, lofty dreams sure. with the show, and might as well ask these questions now, though. Right? Yeah. Over three guys in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> when we're multi-million dollars, <laughs> Joe Rogan contract on Spotify. Yeah, but I don't know. It would be nice not to have to go to work and just do this. Sure. Um, do I want to do that? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but also just thinking out loud, like, we could, if we were getting so much money from the show, we'd just be honest with our audience and say, this money, we're actually, us three, are going to go out and give 
and help people and do certain things for people. Yeah. And use this money instead of giving us the money because we all have jobs. So let's help other people. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's another thing too. The church tries to hide what funds go to sometimes in a way. Um, like it's obvious that donations to the church, like your tithe is going towards the kingdom, which is paying your staff at a church. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's hidden, but when you, there's this pedestal figure (laughs) up here that's like probably making millions of dollars close to, and then you've got all these little pawns that work their asses off. They can probably barely support their families or just volunteers or just volunteers. It's like you're exploiting the goodness of your congregation. Yeah. I, I, truthfully, I don't know if that church is doing that. Sure. No, and I don't honest. know either. Yeah. Um, I know most churches and this is a problem with atheists right now is there's a big movement underground movement of trying to tax the churches. Yeah. Um, because they're making so much, they're seeing these Joel scenes who have literally a stadium full of people and like, how does the church have this much money and blah, blah, blah. Well, part of the reason why these churches have so much money is because people are dumb. Yeah. And they're literally giving up their entire paycheck yep. to donate to someone like Joel State or this church that we talk about. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't fix stupid people. Yeah. There's a reason why uh, televangelists are so popular and make so much money. Yep. They prey on the weak and the poor, and they give up their entire life savings for a handkerchief that they think is blessed. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. Sorry. So you really can't do anything about it. Yeah. You, you can't. They're a nonprofit organization. They're just stupid people out there are going to donate to stupid things. Yeah. Okay. The problem, the problem is uh, most churches that I know of, that I've been a part of, uh, have meetings, financial meetings that you can go to that talk about where every single dollar is going because they have to do that. If yeah. they're a nonprofit organization, they have to do that. Right. The problem is, the problem is you have to be a member. Yep. That is usually, usually not open for the regular congregation. You have to be a member. You have to be a tithe member. You have to be a volunteer. You have to blah, 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 blah. Jump through all these hoops to be a part of this group to then know what is happening in these churches. Yep. And I don't know if that's the right way of doing it. I don't. I, if you're being honest and legit, like why do you have to already drink the Kool-Aid to find out what's going on? Right. Why can't Joe Schmo off the street be like, so why do you have to drink the poison to understand it? Right. It's kind of like how big businesses make you, uh, or, do a background check on you, do a credit check, do a drug screening. When you get hired on, maybe six months later, they go under. Like, could I have gotten a credit check on the whole corporation before getting hired on here? <laughs> right. Oh, like these startups that, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, I don't know, be honest. What are you, what are you actually hiding when you have all these hoops to jump through? That's my question. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, churches. Um, what keeps you from really making Christianity a part of your life, or is it already a part of your life? I think mm. it is a part of my life. 
I, I, I want it to be... I want it to be the focus and, you know, spreading God's love. I want to be my primary focus in life. Um, but I just, I think I try to control how I do it, you know, and I should just like let it come naturally the way that God wants me to do it. And I don't, I don't know what that platform looks like. You know, maybe God wants me to go back to church and challenge the way that they do things. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but. I mean, that's essentially this show. Right. Just being honest. For sure. Stubbornness. <laughs> Fair. Just a overall, I mean, people say it's not good enough to just be a good person. I disagree with that. I think it's good enough to be a good person. I don't have to be a minister, I don't think. That's just not how I've ever felt called mm-hmm. to it. And so yeah. I guess there's just not been an outlet for me, especially when I've not had any interest in getting back into any churches. For sure. So there's just not an outlet for me to have that be a part of my life. I totally get it. That's why I started the show is to give people that are fed up with the church a voice and to say how they feel while cussing. (laughs) I'm here. I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. um, I had a rough 2019 and I have not been as shy about it. And uh, there was a moment, a couple of moments in my 2019 where I just wanted to walk away from everything. I was so just fed up with everything that was going on in my life and I was drowning in fear and anxiety and hurting in ways that I didn't even know that I could hurt. And, um, God has a funny way of going, still got you. Yeah. You know, still showing up in my life. Um, you know, when I moved back in by myself and to an empty house and I felt completely alone. Yeah. It, all it took was a couple of text messages, and I now have all these uh, people in my life again. It's been incredible. And so now I've just, and I've talked about it earlier in the show, I, I now have a mission and a goal that I need to head after and go after and to do. And now I'm finding my voice, and it's a very unique voice, and it's one that I didn't expect to when I used to be the church boy and the minister and the pastor where I've been doing this thing for, you know, however many years. And now I'm going, yeah, that's stupid and wrong and dumb and I don't want to do it anymore. But, and developing my voice of going, the thing that we've been doing for 2000 years, as far as church goes, is probably the wrong way. It's probably the thing we shouldn't be doing. It's based off interpretations that I think we're driven by money, greed, and men. And like I said, read the Bible. Read the Bible and you'll start to see what I'm talking about. Uh, when when I have so many conversations with you guys and other people and we're talking about how hurt we are with the church, that's not the church. That's not the gospel. That's not Jesus. Yep. And if I hear another fucking excuse about, well, that's the human condition... No, that's bullshit. Yeah. 
that's bullshit. Yes, we're all flawed and broken people, but let's be honest about it, right? Let's stop trying to say, well, I'm a pastor, and so I'm perfect, and I'm not going to talk about my problems. No. No, it... Find one guy in the Bible other than Jesus that didn't talk about their problems and their issues and tried to teach from that position. Yeah. Like, just stop with the human condition bullshit. Like, stop accepting the fact that people are going to abuse their power. Stop. Just stop. Like, stop regurgitating the dogma that is bullshit that is not even in the Bible because some man declared it to be. Like, stand up and go, no, this isn't right. Yeah. Like, and as I grow older and more cynical and more angry and get off my lawn, I've just realized this is my voice now. Like, it's standing up to the dogma, the church, and getting people to a place of, let's all share this together. Let's have meals. Let's talk about it on the podcast, the show, whatever, and, and be more about what Jesus was about instead of what the church has become. And whatever that leads me is great, but that's kind of my dreams and what I'm what I'm doing now forward. And I I think I'm cynical enough <laughs> to realize that I'm not going to be like a Jim Jones, even though I really want to dress like him and serve Kool Aid when we do have the home church. <laughs> That'll just be for us, though. Like, I want to get syringes and fill it with Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's dark. Just like we had Chinese food and Corona beers when this whole Corona <laughs> Yeah, thing. when this yeah. whole thing started. <laughs> <sighs> because it's kind of a spit in the face of, uh, this is what I'm not going to do. I, this is absolutely what I'm not going to do. Yeah. I'm not ever going to push my bullshit if you want to accept it if you want to listen to it that's great but i'm not going to be about me i don't know this is in the tim far podcast by the way it's funny i'm thinking about the church uh that shall not be named (laughs) and i'm just thinking about like jesus's response to who like that place Mm -hmm. and he would burn it to the fucking ground. <laughs> if there was a book signing... Oh, he'd have gone up and ripped the book apart. He'd literally take all those smash books, the table, burn them, and replace them with I believe with there's Bibles. actual scripture about him going into the tabernacle yeah. and just ripping things exactly. up. Throwing the tables over when they were having the market. You know, it, He would walk in there, he'd take all those books, and he'd fucking burn them. Like, think about that. Christianity today is what the Pharisees are were when Jesus was walking the earth. Yeah. He said, you are a brood of snakes because you're not loving people well. When you are shunning people because of their flaws, because of their errors in life, you're doing exactly what the Pharisees were doing. Yeah. And the very same people that put Jesus on the cross as who you've become. Right. <laughs> and it's read your Bible. <laughs> I don't know how many times I need to say that, but because you're just taking someone's word for it. If I ever say anything theologically uh, or quote the Bible, 
and I'm wrong, call me out. Call me out. Question everything that I say. Back it up. Because I'll have that battle. You do that with any of these churches, you're going to be excommunicated. You're going to be kicked out. Right. And in fact, I've talked to someone who was a former student of mine who left the church for that very reason. When he started asking questions, they shunned him. And it's become this power-hungry, dogma-laced, bullshit thing. Like, we're using the Bible to gain power and influence over people, and that's (laughs) the exact opposite of the gospel. Right. It just, it, 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 it makes me angry. It makes me so angry because the whole point of the gospel is to empower people and to love other people and to help other people, not to have an organization where you're making millions of dollars. I'm sorry. It's just not a thing. It's not a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say other than me just ranting about whatever I want to rant about, which I can do on my own. which honestly instead of writing may actually happen i may just record me yelling into the microphone do a tim talk go for it uh i'll warn you first warn me first (laughs) so i'm not just hearing random profanity coming from the basement (laughs) enough of that happens when you're playing red dead that's true that's true (laughs) that game makes me so angry to the point that it is comical for me oh it's comical to me when i sit down and go why am I so angry? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't play certain games because I've come to this point in my life where like, this is supposed to be entertaining. I'm just more stressed and angry. (laughs) I just, no, (laughs) I'm just not going to do this anymore. Right. Uh, But sometimes it is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear you. (laughs) I hear what you're saying and I'm like... Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> like it was a rock, and my horse is now doing somersaults. What? What? <laughs> <sighs> and why is everyone shooting my horse now? I don't understand. I've gone through like four horses. Set my horse on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember that part of the game. Is it like I kept having like hardcore, like I would give myself hard save points, then I would get ambushed. And I'd have to go all the way back to that hard save point because I hadn't done it for a while because I did not want to lose my horse. Right. You just get ambushed by a wagon with a 50 cal machine gun on the back. <laughs> that happened to me. Like, what? <laughs> Why is that necessary? Why did I have to lose my horse over that? <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Yeah, Drew has blackmail on me from a clip. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'll keep that forever. Keep that forever. It's. I was playing the mission... Uh, where you have to find the guy in the cornfield because they kind of all split up. Yeah. And uh, I'm riding my horse to find the guy. And the guy just throws a Molotov cocktail on me (laughs) and sets my house on fire. And I'm like, they set my fucking horse on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Literally the start of the clip. (laughs) In the game, I'm running, and all of a sudden you just hear Tim, fucking set my horse on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, I cuss. It's fine. You don't curse. You just need to let it go, guys. Just let it go. Yeah, sometimes a good cuss storm, like, yeah. it really makes you feel better. Your, your anus just is let just it out. wound way too tight. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Well, it's... 
uh, these Christians think it's biblical. Like, no, what's the actual language they use? Um, coarse language, which has been translated in some Bibles to be cursing, which isn't the case. And I've gone on a rant with it with other people who are like, yeah, you know, you're saying a cuss word, and that's a sin, blah, 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 blah. It's not, um, for one thing. Let's get into language here. Uh, we'll go on this rant and we'll finish the show. Because I've, I've been wanting to do this rant for a while. I'm here for it. I'm <laughs> excited for this one. Because uh, me saying the word shit in English, and if I were to say that to someone that speaks German, only speaks German, has no clue about English, do you think they know what I'm talking about? No. No. So when the Bible says, don't use coarse language, how then is that word coarse when people don't know what it actually even means? What does that mean? So then you have German words that I'm not going to understand that are different words than our words. So how can this one word be a sin when there's 50 million words that could say that same thing? Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Not only that, but you have the original Greek that is a different word <laughs> that could mean a different thing. And now you're saying uh, me saying shit is a sin. Right. How does that compute? Does it? No. 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 So then we get into the actual argument that I could actually make a big biblical basis off of. It's more about respect than the actual word. If someone has a problem with cussing, then you just be respectful. Right. If you want to love people well, you you don't cuss in front of them. I did that for many years for a person that thought cussing was grating. I eventually wore them down and they started cussing, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> um but I'm respectful in that way, and that's just loving people well. Not that I believe that cussing is wrong, but if someone thinks that, like, don't want to hear it or whatever, then you just love on that people. But I, I think that the actual verse is more about using language in a way that hurts people. Yeah. So if I say, oh, fuck, that's a, that's in a, uh, like, ouch or a whoops. Mm -hmm. No different. That has no different meaning. If I stub my so toe and I say, ouch. It's no different than saying, oh, fuck, right? Yeah. No yeah. difference. There's no difference in that language whatsoever. In fact, I can even make an argument. If you're saying, you know, screw you, buddy, it's no different than saying, fuck you, buddy. Right. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same context. And I, I think that's where Christians get messed up with this whole cussing thing. It's more about using these words to hurt people right. rather than it is about the words themselves. Mm -hmm. If I say Drew... You're a filthy ham sandwich. <laughs> That's nonsensical and doesn't make any sense. But if you knew my heart and I hate ham sandwiches and that's the worst thing I can say to you. Yeah, exactly. That's coarse language. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing if I were to cuss them out. It's the same thing as saying, fuck you, you fucking pig. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I don't think cussing is really yeah. a sin in yeah. the Bible. And if you really want to be stupid about it like there's translations in the bible that say uh jesus walked or rode in on an ass yep yep or you'll be damned the hell mm -hmm. so stop it just stop it use your words in a nice and loving matter that's what the bible cares about i'll try to do that or at least in an intelligent respectful manner that's what i usually go for right Try not to degrade myself to name calling. 
If you want to win an argument, you can't name call. Yep. You you can't. Even if they are being a, a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other final thoughts? Uh, Nick has ham fingers. <laughs> uh, hi, Nick. Love you. <laughs> the Chronicler. The Chronicle, the, uh, lore master. I really have nothing. I got... Yeah. And my final thoughts will be later revealed on a Tim Talks, probably. I feel building up inside of me that I have a lot to say about a lot of different things that aren't good going to be on the main show. Because the whole point of the show is for my guest and panel to talk yeah. and not just me. More than anything, I'm just surprisingly super hot down here. Me too. And I'm ready to be off of this couch. <laughs> yeah, my back like, is like... And so like sweating. me giving my final thoughts, those are my final thoughts. <laughs> it is like, I want to get off of this podcast right now because it's so hot in here. It is really hot. I'm sweating too. Uh, it's probably just a million degrees outside right now. It's probably not, that too. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and we don't have the air on because it makes noise. Yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> we need to fix these things. And so <laughs> I want to go turn on the air conditioning. Those are my <laughs> final thoughts so I can live in peace again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have any final thoughts. Look for Tim Talks that I'll have soon. Uh, visit betweenalphaomega.com for a blog that it may never show up ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> every other word's going to be fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm having tr- trouble writing. I'm working on the studio upgrades. Be uh, in tune for that. We'll probably have Cable. Cable? Cable. Caleb. You know, the Marvel villain Cable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. He is. That's Caleb on the show talking about what's happening in his life probably next two weeks from now. Uh, know that I love you, and I would love to hear from you. Go to BetweenAlphaOmega.com. Love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.